Hey, a sincere Happy New Year, everyone, before I delve into the content of this episode. And I mean that. Here's here's to a good 2024, um, especially to everyone that had a really rough 2023, Um, myself included, but I know for sure that I didn't have it as rough as some people that are pretty important to me. So anyway... I mean it in sincerity, despite what's about to come. A happy New Year to each and every one that listens. Okay, so the subject matter. Christmas. <sighs> yeah, the part that no one in like real life ever ad- or rarely addresses as like what's lost with it. Uh, people frequently whether they post on social media or discuss or whatever, the true meaning of Christmas being the religious end of it, if, if you know, you're of the faith that follows Christmas. Um, and I understand and appreciate that and that some people, that really bothers them, that that really does get overshadowed by, by Santa and, and decorations and trees and all that jazz. Um, no disputing that. But then there's this an even simpler side that seems to be getting more and more lost that people don't talk about. I mean, because who wants to? And it's primarily family, but also totally can include, you know, longtime close friends. And that's like the lack of thinking of others outside of if you have enough money to purchase gifts for people, there's the, again, the lack of kindness or put aside little chips on your shoulder or whatever for your, for your family members or close friends. Nobody can put those chips on the shoulder aside anymore. The ones that have them. There are others that, that, that do. And, um, my best examples are going to be the ones that could directly affect me. It, it kind of amazes me, really. Like, you know, and, and usually it's those same ones that will say, oh, the, I give like a uh, Christmas Eve speech of, you know, don't forget the true meaning of Christmas and, 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 and Jesus was born and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. It, it's just... Here you are saying that, yet, okay, I should just jump into examples. And they're easy to find, and I'll probably skip some. (laughs) My siblings. My goodness gracious. Okay, I've got one who, it's a brother, that has become like semi-Scrooge, like an old man. Like an old man kind of semi-Scrooge, like, it's Christmas. I don't want to participate in this. It, oh, I'll show up for the dinners, but uh, the, the gift thing, uh, I don't want to be involved. And he's younger than me. I'm like, whatever. Okay. Yesterday, made a snide comment. My dad invited me over for burgers and said, you can watch the Nick game on NBA TV. I could have watched it on All Access, which I have, but it's a small either my iPhone or my laptop at best if I go down to the lounge because Kaufman's lounges don't have NBA TV. Cool, okay. So I get there, and it's 
first snide comment he makes to me, instead of like Merry Christmas, since it's the next day, is so you're going to compete with the Steelers on the TV by the fireplace. And you know what? I didn't bother to say, I just drove by the stadium there, downtown Pittsburgh, and the stadium's empty still. And I know this town, the Steelers can stink and everything, but there's never going to be an empty stadium watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they had on a rerun of some previous game. Now, my dad canned it halfway through to come down and watch the Knicks with me, but I didn't bother to say anything since he was snide about that. That, guys, it's got to be a later game because there, there's no one in the stadium. I, I can see it. Um, let, let him watch a rerun. And the team that he had to make a statement about he loved so much, <laughs> I glanced at the, the television. Apparently, he doesn't even realize who the quarterback was slated to be for the actual live game because old Kenny Pickett, was the quarterback in the rerun he was watching. <laughs> Goof. But, but why? Like, why, why would you say that? The Knicks have been my team for like 20 years now. I mean, pretty darn good fan, I think I am. And now they've got the guys from Villanova that I watched re- uh, without missing in person for years and on TV that are wearing Knicks uniforms at the same time. So... Why would there even be a snide comment? I mean, that is my team and, and my sport, basketball. Okay, the other brother. He won't even say hello when I walk directly past him, whether it's one of the junior high basketball games or at a dinner one of the sisters held a few nights ago. Why? Because after two years, I finally stood up for myself in November and said, you know what? You're not taking away my right to vote anymore. I'm not going to have a forced hand with with who to vote for just to benefit your own political aspirations or control. Or I don't even know what it is because I'm just a voter and not like involved in the parties and politics myself. I consider myself an independent just to make that clear. So anyone listening to this doesn't have to go off on one side or another because I'm a true independent. I have voted both major parties. Okay. Yeah. Won't even say hello. Even though I attend his kids' games, home or away, and recently, especially, been a number of times, I'm the only one related to him that attends. But that's okay. That's all right. My mother. Well, I'm just convinced she can't stand me. And and it's been like that for 30 years. But but that's a whole other episode for analysis. We won't even get into it. But one comment yesterday killed me. Um, the one brother mentioned with the Steeler game has a sweet, lovely dog, okay? But she's got this issue with things that bang inside the house. That's okay. A lot of dogs do. Again, sweet, lovely dog. I love her. And I was in the downstairs. The dog wasn't even down there. And uh, I believe it was my boy Jalen Brunson hit a buzzer beater at halftime to tie the game going into the half. And all I said, I didn't scream or anything, was, yes. And she she yells down at me, don't yell. You're going to scare Allie. That's the dog's name. And I thought, she's not afraid of me. 
Meantime, true story, about four minutes later, the dog came down the stairs and laid down on the adjacent love seat to where I was to watch the rest of the game. That, that sounds like a frightened dog, doesn't it? No, she's afraid of you banging in the kitchen up there. Oh, for heaven's sake. My sisters, well, let's start with, I have a witness to this. My good friend Chris, who, one of our ambassadors at the desk here at Kaufman's downtown. Now, people don't ever come to see me, like really no one that lives 15 to 30 minutes from here, Kaufman's. And you'd think people my age would occasionally say, okay, stop in, see what it's like. People that used to shop there, go to see Santa there when they were a kid. It's pretty fascinating here, to be honest. I mean, it's not, just, I don't even care if you look at my, my apartment, but come see the building and, all, and the, the pool and the roof, the, the basketball court, which turns into an ice rink in the wintertime, the, the amazing lounges. I've never even heard of in a building like this, at least not at my pay grade. Um, so when they sent out an invite to some hokey dinner or whatever, it's a lousy restaurant the other night. I mean lousy. <laughs> yeah, this is a rant. Can you tell? I wrote back pleasantly. To, it was a group text to 18 people that I did not start. Someone, one of the sisters did. And I wrote back and said, hey, I, I really went out to decorate my apartment this year. I actually love my little tree. And all the old stockings are here, there. And a handful of us decorated the lobby to put a little Christmas back into Kaufman's. It's never going to be like those glorious windows of yesteryear, but, but we definitely put the Christmas spirit there when, when you walk through the doors. And there, when it got closer to Christmas, usually Christmas music was piped in, all the speakers that are the 400-foot high ceiling. So, okay. This was right after Thanksgiving, and the one leaves me this hurried voicemail that, that I couldn't grab quick enough that said, well, we're, we're downtown to, to go to Randall's to buy, buy, which is a toy store that was across from Gimbel's and Saks, those familiar with Pittsburgh. I was unaware that there were any stores like of any type that were old still existing down here, but apparently it does. Okay, cool. And she said, so if you get this next couple minutes, call me back and, and we'll stop in. Um, but if you're not going to be there, we're not going to stop in. Duh, they won't let you in. But that's beside the point. You know, I got a big smile on my face. And I called immediately back. And I'm like, sure, of course I'm here. You know, I'll even take my knitting down to the lobby. You know, because she's like, how do you get in? I'm like, there's only one way in the lobby. And the revolving door, the only original one left at Kaufman's, Still works from 9 a to 5 p, and it's good well enough before 5 p.m. Just come through a revolving door. I'll take my name to the lobby. I'll be down there. Give you a tour. Okay. They show up not that much longer, but I had told my buddy at the desk and my friend that the leasing specialist here that I won't, you can't, won't believe it. And apparently I had a big smile. My sister's actually come see my place. I, I was happy. I, I, I sincerely was. So they come through the door. I introduce. Hey, Chris, this is so-and-so and so-and-so, my sisters. Hi, he's so pleasant, you know. They're already on the elevator, like, yapping for me. 
And some other person lives here said, there's these two women on the elevator that are, that are saying, hurry up. I'm like, they don't have a key fob to work the buttons. They're not getting anywhere. Let them stand there until I finish this 45 second conversation with Chris. Okay. So we get on the elevator. They, they gave me a hot dog in a styrofoam container. I thought the styrofoam was illegal now. I don't know. Um, and said, we only got a short amount of time. Let's go. We better hurry. Come on. Oh my gosh. And, and we want to see the roof. Okay, fine. I took them up there. I stayed pleasant the whole time, explaining everything. Okay. Long story short, one threw her Red Riding Hood coat down on one of my chairs, came into my apartment for about two minutes for them to wolf down their own hot dogs and said, that's it. And got ready. To, they're walking out the door. I'm like, somebody left their Louis Vuitton bag here on the chair. Oh, that must be me. <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it and I'm like do you want to see anything else I'm like the, the game room with the golf simulator and and the, the old like old old jukebox and stuff and everything oh well, we really don't have time so we're walking out to the elevators and each floor here at Kaufman's has um by the elevators an outdoor uh I don't want to call it porch or what but there's an overhang with a ceiling fan, recessed lighting and stuff. Nice chairs and tables. To the, I've sat out in the rain sometimes and knit because you're covered there. Um, this was the compliment of the building from the one sister. She looks out and said, oh, these are on every floor. I said, yes. And she said, oh, that's, that's some neat um, outdoor flooring they have out there on that. Okay, it is. I agree with that. I, you know, but yeah, that was the only compliment of the building. We get to the lobby. I'm like, they've got cases here with like old um, ledgers. Like you can see like written entries from 1939. No interest. They go out the door. My buddy at the desk said, oh, they want to move their car. I'm like, no, they're gone. He said, what do you mean they're gone? I'm like, that was their visit. He goes, that was 12 minutes. He said, I, I just happened to look when they came through the door and they left. That was 12 minutes. I'm like, I know. I said, do you see me crying? I mean, I, I'm not shocked. And he says, no lunch or anything? I'm like, well, they gave me that hot dog. He said, wait a minute. So they came here and gave you a corn dog. I'm like, it was not, that was not a corn dog. That would have been a corn dog. I might have liked it. No, it was just some, I made it from the only halal truck they got here in Pittsburgh. And with some Campbell's cheddar cheese soup on it. <laughs> he says, they threw you a hot dog and left. No martini going or anything? I'm like, no, they're gone. He's like, I'm so sorry. That, that, that's sad. And I'm like, it's expected. So we go to this dinner at this apparently high-priced, overpriced restaurant. The food was lousy. Um, that's the one paid for. Or her husband did. I, she doesn't work. Hasn't for 10 years. Um, and I come in, and that was kind of the last one there, but I was on time. And there was a seat open to one of my nephews that I adore. And I even said to him, like, hey, is somebody sitting by you? And he said, no. I'm like, you know, pretend kind of, do you mind if I sit here? And he says, okay. So I sit down next to him. Within three minutes, the one sister comes over and says, you can't sit there. Okay. There's an empty seat. No one touched anything here. No, you, you have to sit back there. So I'm in the back table. And why do you throw, by the way, while we're at it, why do you throw your parents, my sister's, to a corner of the back table, what are we, like 
billion years ago where Rosa Parks get to the back of the bus. I mean, we, we don't count as much. The hell, I don't know. So, so I did without discussion, argument, anything. That's what I did. They hand out these gifts that they had made. One is a framed picture that's like a strange sort of forest scene. And I guess she had a friend of hers make this. She found almost everybody. But there's one, two, three, four. Four of them that are as young, beautiful adults um, pictured. Especially the one sister. She was young and slender. She ain't now. Um, (laughs) And the other ones, including like my dad, my mother, or whatever, they found pictures of when they were in their youth. I mean, like children. That's a nice thought, actually. Um, You know, the people older as children. But you look around at every single person that has either a cute smile or or amusing look. You guessed it, except me. Now, there have to be 800 photos of me accessible from age one to present day. And they find the one that I guess my parents thought was cute back in the day um, where I've got, it is an adorable little outfit. It's like a white sailor suit with red trim and a little hat. Um, It was taken on the front porch, I believe when the house was first built. I was probably barely two. And the look on my face, the reality is, it's just like animated and excited. But, but when, you, when you look at it face value and you don't know me, for instance, well, it looks like a nasty face, like, like, a, like a scrunch of nasty face, like a mad or yelling at something. And I can guarantee that was not the case whatsoever with me. But yeah, look at every single other person and it's something like sweet and pleasant. And then you throw me in some dinghy of a boat like there's actually boats called dinghies um, that looks like even by the age of two was nasty to the world, which I'm not. I just eventually get fed up with people's behavior. So <laughs> whatever, it, it just kind of speaks volumes, right? So that's what I feel. I know that kind of went on long, but you had to have the examples to get why I'm sort of incensed about this here on an actual morning of Christmas Eve. They are not alone, my siblings, in in the lost meaning of Christmas, of of put aside your your little differences, whether it's about politics or about uh, which season of the year you like or, or what's your favorite food. Put it aside if it's Christmas. I mean, you know, and, and just be pleasant. You don't have to be best friends and, and then make plans for, for every day for the next 12 months or every once a month for the next 12 months. But put it aside and just be pleasant. Say hello and Merry Christmas to everyone. These are the same people who throw a fit when, when certain places like New York City have certain entities that that hold back on the Merry Christmas and just keep it at the Happy Holidays because of different cultures celebrating different holidays. You know, 
I still say Merry Christmas, even though I respect people that are Jewish. Uh, I mean, that's Hanukkah. They're kind of close holiday or Kwanzaa or whatever. I fully respect that. And if I knew the right way that they say that, I, I'd say that to them if I, if I knew anyone here in Pittsburgh, which I know very few. It's like ridiculous. Seriously. Just say Merry Christmas and smile. Just once. At the bogus dinner or, or, or God only knows with the Christmas Eve, they have a mean game they like to play for years. It, it's like buy a gift and wrap it, but it's for nobody in particular, and it's like a grab bag thing. They go around, you pick numbers out of a hat, one, two, three, four, five. That's who gets picked first. You pick something. Somebody can steal it once or twice. The times I've participated, and I actually put thought into what the theme that they set up, they don't take anybody's suggestions, that they set up, the two sisters, of, of what the theme has to be, kitchen items, which when I was in New York, that was irrelevant. Um, now it's snacks, which I don't want right now. I'm on, I'm on a fitness regime, but I'm going to participate. And I put thought into it. Like for, for like a couple weeks, I'll think about it. And every single year, whoever gets my gift, nobody wants to steal it, take it. Nobody wants my gift. One or two years, it was left behind at whomever's house Christmas Eve was being held at. They just walked away without it. And I'm thinking, but I, but I paid for it. I didn't just go in my closet and find something or, or cupboards or find something. It's a mean game because it's like a competition of, of who, because then at the end they'll admit who bought what, usually, most people. And who, who had the best gift? Who, who put the best gift in the pile? How is that Christmassy? How is that a spirit of, of, of kindness and happiness? Okay. But I'm participating again. But this year I made sure, like, it would be things except for one item that, that I would like. So if nobody wants it, I'll take my own back. I mean, I hate to be that way. But, but this is, is truly how they act. If someone can explain to me how that's Christmas and how I just get sugar-coated over because you hand out some expensive ornament from Bergdorf Goodman and leave the price tag on so I can see that it was 20 bucks. Like I need that. I, that doesn't cover up your behavior. You know, it just doesn't. So <clears throat> anyone who can relate to this, I feel ya. I really do. Um, people that think I'm just being a Scrooge on Christmas, it's okay to feel that way. But I've been Scrooged times five, six, seven, eight here in the past month. So there you go. But <clears throat> from me, sincerely, if you cross my path or see me on social media, you're going to get a Merry Christmas if, if that's a holiday that you celebrate. And I will mean it sincerely. And I'll end with how I started. Honestly, to anyone listening, especially those who have listened to more than one of my episodes a true, true from my heart feeling of here's to a good 2024 for you in whichever way, shape, or form. I mean that. I hope you'll keep listening despite this rant. <laughs> and um, I'll be back with, with something much different after the first of the year. 